It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you? Doing well. Tennessee got the win in the tournament today, and uh, so did Bama. Yeah, that's, I don't know if that's ever happened before. Bama basketball, uh, man. That's right. They, they said that's on the broadcast is the second time in 12 years they've been in the tournament. So that's that's something, I guess. But anyway, yeah, we'll see. They'll know the next. Well, I don't Good know. Luck. We'll see. Yeah, Colin Sykes has got to play better than he did tonight. Anyway, this is a, this is a football podcast. <laughs> um, so we got a lot to talk about. We didn't record last night. So uh, we've got Josh Klein, Daquan Jones, visitors from Chad Henney, and, and Dominican Sue. So we'll break all that down. Uh, before we do that, Terry and I cover the Titans for uh, SB Nation, MusicityMiracles.com. Check us out there. We've had, obviously, a ton of stuff going up there in the last few days, and we'll continue to hit all this stuff as it as it is becomes available. The free agency has slowed down a little bit. It seems like the first and really part of the second wave – took place almost even before free agency opened this year. Um, it was kind of wild. So I think we'll see a little bit of a lull, and then we get into you know waves two and three um, as things continue to trickle in. But we'll be on top of that. So uh, check out that site. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jay Morris MCM. Terry is at T. Lambert FB. Follow the podcast account at Locked on Titans. Next week we will do another question and answer episode. So follow us there, um, and you can get – if you tweet that account, that's where we'll – pull the questions from so check all of that out subscribe to podcast itunes stitcher spotify wherever you get podcasts so anyway um all right so josh klein re-signed that was i think the 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 first thing that happened after we recorded on i guess it was tuesday you know we talked a little bit about uh i guess there there were reports circling when we recorded tuesday night that they were close uh the titans and klein and that it was it would probably get done before free agency opened, which it did. Uh, it's a four-year deal, $20 million, $12 million in guaranteed. Uh, and I guess there's another $1 million in incentives, so possibly a, uh, a $27 million deal. You know, we talked about Klein being probably better in this new scheme than he was in the old. Um, you know, and just, you know, it, it's, it's so important to have continuity uh, on the offensive line. And, and with a few things up in the air with Quentin Spain – with you know Jack Conklin's injury, when will he be ready? All that kind of stuff. We we kind of figured they would put a priority on signing Klein. That's exactly what they did. Honestly, that's that's a little high for Klein. Um, I, that was a lot higher than I thought the Titans would go with him. Uh, and now it's interesting that seeing how they viewed Klein, how they valued him, they're potentially going to let Spain walk for uh, what seems like a very small amount of money. Uh, so that tells me that we were way off in our assessment of, of how they would value things up front. Uh, but it's pretty clear that they think that he's a better fit, like you said, in, in the zone scheme. Uh, so it, it's good to plug a hole. I'm pro plugging uh, holes in free agency and, and drafting the best player at 25. You know, you never want to get locked in to what you want to draft. I'd still argue that the Titans are still going to be locked into taking a pass rusher. Uh, but outside of that, it's it's pretty much wide open. Uh, so I look for this team to add defense. Uh, we'll see what happens with Spain. But, uh, again, that's probably a little higher than I would have gone with Klein, especially with what was out there uh, and what you could have drafted in this draft class. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Like you said, it's always good to be able to go into the draft without that huge gaping hole because it just frees you up to do so much stuff. You can you know, take the best player available on your board, even if it's not necessarily in a position of high need. You can trade out if you don't like your options and if there's you know somebody that – a team that, that somebody really wants to come up and get or I mean, a player that a team really wants to come up and get. So um, you, you have more options available to you if you have filled most of your hole. Now, again, I, I guess the, the flip side of that is you pay more for these guys, obviously, in free agency. You're paying Josh Klein more than you probably even would a, a guard at 25, uh, which I mean I don't really think we thought they would do that anyway. So, you know, there's pros and cons and all that. Familiar with the guy and all. And so, I mean, you know, we were talking a little bit about cap space before we, we, before we jumped on here, and we'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to the Indomitian Sioux visit. But Titans have gotten money. So, you know, from that standpoint, you would assume that most of this $12 million, million guaranteed is going to be in the first couple of years. So, I don't know. We'll kind of see how it all plays out. But. Like I said, I just think it was important to them to 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 have some continuity on that line, and I, I still think you'll see them draft an interior lineman. Uh, probably not in the first at this point, but second or third round possibly. Um, and then you you know you bring in some competition for if Spain is still here. You know if you if you've got a guy that can play guard or center, then you've you've got you know Spain and and even Ben Jones who you could create some competition for, and then just you kind of let the, the best guy play there. I, I think with the money they're giving Klein, he's pretty much locked into a starting position. But I don't necessarily think that Quentin Spain is at this point, even if he's back. I would agree with that. And, you know, that, that was pretty obvious from what they tendered him. And, and you know, he's going to – if the Titans have the ability to pay him, like, what, $1.9 million? Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's nothing – that's not – committing to anything so yeah I, I would totally agree with that with the fact that they could draft one on, on day two uh I'm, I'm still looking there's a couple free agent guards out there that would interest me uh so i wonder if they stroll down that lane uh you saw sit sign with the dolphins today and justin Pugh is nearing a deal with the cardinals but maybe some some of those like you said earlier the second wave guys um i, I think we'll get our answer for sure uh, here in, in the next couple of days, uh, I, I wouldn't rule out them signing one uh, and, and potentially keeping one because I think they need some more competition there. They definitely need uh, that rotational guy with um, uh, what's his name, blanking on on Titans backup. Um, well, shoot, talk about guard. Yeah, Corey Levin or Levine or whatever. Uh, yeah, Levine's Levin's in the mix too. Uh, Schwanky, Schwanky, that's yeah. who I was looking for. Anyways, uh, he's going to be out of the picture. So uh, we still don't know what they think of of Levin. Uh, don't know if he can be a starter down the road. Don't even know if he if they want him being a backup next year. So uh, that guard spot is really interesting to me, and it's definitely not the guy uh, in Quentin Spain that I thought we'd be talking about at this point. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's interesting how they th- how these things play out. And again, we we speculate a little bit that you know Klein would be a better fit for this offense than Spain would be, but I don't think either one of us thought that they would value or you know at least what it looks like uh, value Spain so just not at all basically. So I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Like you said, we'll know more. Um, as we get, I think second wave is where you'll see if somebody went after Quentin Spain, 
um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. So, anyway, so Klein, like I said, was the first player that was on the roster last year that they locked up. Daquan Jones was the second. And coming up, we'll talk a little bit about his deal. All right, so Daquan Jones, actually, you know, that deal wasn't done until after free agency was officially open. And, um, you know, we Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. We got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah. Let's throw a couple nuggets out on Allen. And I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted. And he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. We speculated again that he would be a guy that that they would target. Um, A a guy that had really started to play well before he got injured. And, you know, a guy that we'd heard a lot about making strides. But, like I said, it it, kind of seemed like it all came together for him. As he was, you know, in that, what was it, like the 13th, 14th game of the season that got hurt in. Um, he had three and a half sacks this year, which was, was his career high. Which, again, that's not something that jumps off the page at you, but those sacks had come right in those games right before he got hurt. So he's a good rotational player. Uh, they gave him three years, $21 million, $14 million guaranteed in the first two seasons. So, again, maybe a little bit more money than I thought he would get. But I think he's a guy that, by all accounts, good teammate, works hard, is a solid player. So those are the type of guys, the guys that you drafted so you're familiar with. You know, those are the types of guys that they haven't had very many of lately, but guys that you want to keep around. Yeah, you talk about keeping the continuity. Uh, that's a key piece of this defense, in my opinion. He's do- the guy's not flashy. Uh, he- he's never going to be in the stat sheet. He's just not. Uh, but he's going to plug the holes. Uh, he's going to slow down the other team's rushing attack. He's just a good guy to have. So uh, I, I don't mind paying a guy, you know, three three years, what was it, 21 million, 14 yeah. guaranteed. So uh, the guy's produced. He's been a really solid player across from, from uh, Jarrell Casey. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of interesting now. Uh, you've got Austin Johnson there, and Titans are going to talk to Indomitian Sue. So, uh, it's clear that they want to get better up front. I think they can get better up front, but at the same time, I didn't want to lose Dequan Jones. Now, we've talked a lot about nose tackle. Um, Sylvester Williams is just not that guy to me. I think they can do a lot better there. And not that Sue would play nose tackle, but you look at Dequan Jones, he's 322 pounds. Uh, I think he could handle some nose tackle duties. Uh, and, and let's be clear here, you know, how much are the Titans in 3-4 base? Not a whole lot. You know, it, it's mostly nickel, like Logan Ryan said on, on the midday 180 uh, yesterday. You know, it, it's just so multiple now uh, that, that I feel like we get sucked into uh, to defined roles when it's just really not like that anymore. So uh, I would I would caution... Uh, saying Indomitian Sue would be coming into play somewhere. 
specific, and, and we'll get to that a little later on. But uh, I think the Titans can get better up front, but I don't think uh, Daquan Jones was the problem. I think their problem lies more in the no- nose tackle realm. Yeah, and they really haven't had a nose tackle, or at least, I mean, a, you know, a good one, since they switched to the 3-4. Yeah, and that's kind of strange. Been, yeah, because it's been a long time now. I mean, it's not just, you know, I, I think sometimes we, we think back to, uh, you know, when, I guess, Wizard Hunt came in, but it was even before that they switched to a, I guess it, well, I guess it was with Wizard Hunt. They switched to a 3-4. Um, but they just haven't, they haven't found that guy. Um, you know, haven't valued in the draft or, you know, found a guy in free agency or whatever. So, um, you know, I, it'll be interesting what they do. And, and you know, Mike Vrabel talked about, you know, the, the multiple fronts and all that kind of stuff. And like you said, there, there's not as much defined, you, you know, you, you play three defensive linemen on, on this down and that down. It's more multiple. And so, you know, like you said, we'll talk about soon a little bit. But, um, you know, just, just having quality pieces there that you can mix and match, guys that are solid in a rotation. Uh, you need depth there because those guys, you know, they, they play hard. They tire out. You've got, you've got to rotate them in and out. So, I mean, I, th- that's a good signing for the Titans. And we, we talked a lot about Daquan and, and his value leading up to it. So, we, again, not, not a surprise there that that was done, and we were glad to see that. And hopefully he'll continue to build on what he was doing. Uh, before he tore his biceps, so uh, that was the I guess the last big signing that we've seen. Um, so you know you had Malcolm Butler, Deion Lewis, Josh Klein, Daquan Jones, and you know a couple of days Tuesday and Wednesday, and then now it's down to you know we're kind of in the second wave. We know the Titans are still looking for a backup quarterback. Chad Henney had a visit here. He's got a couple other visits lined up. Um, I saw some about the Chiefs. And maybe even somebody else. I can't remember who it was now offhand that he was visiting. But you know, I think that we both agree that the Titans will they will get a veteran backup now, whether it's through free agency, through a trade, whatever it is. They're not. I don't. I don't see them waiting on the draft because if they're going to draft a quarterback, it would have to be on day three. Um, and I, I just don't see them feeling comfortable going into the season with with Mariota's injury history going into the season with with a day three backup so they're gonna have to sign you know one of these one of these veteran guys again the names that are left are not going to jump off of the page at you but they're going to upgrade for matt castle you know chad henny again is not you know not at all or anything like that but i think we can agree that he's an upgrade from matt castle absolutely and you know look at the names available geno smith blaine gabbert uh brock osweiler ej Manuel, matt moore uh, if you want to get really bold, Colin Kaepernick and Johnny Manziel. Uh, so not a lot out there. The quarterback market dried up quick. Uh, I would fully expect the Titans to sign one of those names I just mentioned outside of Kaepernick or Manziel, of course. Um, if they don't, I think you can see them for trade. I don't know who. We saw Brett Hundley's name drop uh, last week. Uh, but man, I've been surprised with with how quickly e- even the the bad quarterbacks have evaporated off the market. You know, I really thought they'd be in on you know Chase Daniel or, or someone like that. Uh, but Chad Henney would not be the worst thing in the world. Uh, I, I think we saw the worst thing in the world last year, honestly, with Matt Castle and his broken down arm. Uh, so he's a he's a guy that that didn't play a lot in Jacksonville, but had in the past, and you don't know what he's got left in the tank, but. I would imagine it's a lot more than, than Matt Castle had. Yeah, and I mean, I think that maybe, you know, if you want to talk about 
failures for John Robinson. I think that the backup court situation here last year was one of those. And, you know, we talked a lot about it at the time. I really think they thought Alex Taney was going to be the guy. And then he was just so bad in camp and in the preseason last year. They didn't have any choice but to stick with Matt Castle. So, um, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. And it's just, I mean, quarterbacks, you know, like you said, that, that market dried up really quickly. And you look at the Jets signing Bridgewater and Josh McCown. And then you think they're probably going to draft the guys. I mean, they, they, they're hoarding quarterbacks over there. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see how all that plays out. But there's just not there's not a lot at this point. So, again, it's not anything that's going to get us excited. But you, you need a veteran guy to come in and, and be able to, in a pinch, play a half or a game or, you know, whatever, whatever it ends up being. If Mariota does get hurt again, and you hate to say it, I mean, you know, the guys had, I think, just bad luck, really with injuries early in his career, but he has been hurt for at least a period of time in all three of his NFL seasons. So it's not a position that they can ignore, and they can't afford to go into this season without at least a guy, again, that they feel like can come in and, and at least be serviceable for a half or a game or two. So uh, we'll see how all that plays out. Um, and then the last thing we're going to talk about, the uh, report tonight that Indomitian Sue is coming in for a visit and just kind of his fit with the Titans. All right, so again, reported tonight, uh, this is Thursday night we're recording this, that Indomitian Sue will visit the Titans. Um, I think that we, you know, you and I texted back and forth when it was announced that he was probably going to be cut about, you know, how awesome it would be if the Titans were to go after him because, you know, the two things you cannot have enough of on defense, defensive backs, cornerbacks, and pass rushers. And if a guy like Indomitian Sue is available, then you don't worry about does he fit our scheme or not. If you can sign him, you sign him, and then you build your scheme, right? And then when you've got Jarrell Casey already, you've got – if you could add Indomitian Sue, I mean, those two guys make Brian Arakpo and Derek Morgan better players. They make your, your defensive backs. They're all better players when you have those guys up front. I mean, we saw it. Just look at it. You don't need to go any further – than Michael Griffin playing behind Albert Hainsworth and Kyle <laughs> Vandenbosch. I mean, Michael Griffin looked like an all-world safety when he had Vandenbosch and Albert Hainsworth in front of him. And then once those two guys were gone, Michael Griffin was, I mean, he was horrific. So it, 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 it's amazing what a, what a pass rush, what a push up front can do. Um, and, you know, listen, the reason that the Dolphins paid – Indomitian Sue so much money when they did was because you want to get pressure up the middle against Tom Brady. You get him off his spot. I mean, that was the whole thing. The Dolphins in the, in the same division with the Patriots. That's the way to get him. So that that's what that, that's how they tried to go about it. Now, again, I, I don't think it necessarily worked out the way that they would have liked. Miami's kind of become a disaster, and they had cat problems and all that stuff. So that that's why Sue's out there. One, one interesting note here that I hadn't thought about it until our friend Mike was talking about it on Twitter tonight. Terrell Williams is the Titans' defensive line coach. The last three years, he was the Dolphins' defensive line coach with Indomitian Sioux. Now, I have no idea what their relationship is like. I don't know if that's a plus or a, or a minus, but the fact that he is that he is coming here for a visit, I think, signifies that they at least have a, a pretty good relationship. And so, you know, that could be kind of a wild card in this whole thing that, you know, we weren't necessarily thinking about when the report came out there. But 
you know, maybe it's just one small thing the Titans need to, to tip the scales in their favor. I mean, obviously money and all that stuff is going to be the deciding factor. But if that gets the Titans, you know, at least in the conversation, then maybe he does end up here. And maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's just a due diligence visit. But it's hard not to get excited. Uh, I mean, I imagine Sue playing with Casey and Daquan Jones with Arakpo and Morgan coming off the edges. Uh, and that secondary that you've rebuilt over the last two years, that is a really, really solid defense. And, and you know, it makes potentially a, a new starter in, in Jayon Brown. It makes his job a lot easier. It just makes everything better. Now, obviously, the big thing here is, is money. The Titans are going to have to re-sign Taylor Lewan. They're going to have to re-sign Marcus Mariota. Those are the two deals that we've been waiting to come down uh, really for a couple seasons now. So keep that in mind. The Titans can't push all their chips to the table here. But uh, if they can get Sue for a reasonable amount of money, there's no reason not to do it. Uh, I mean, football's still won in the trenches uh, on both sides of the ball. If you can stop the run, uh, and you can, you've got this secondary that you think is going to be one of the top in the NFL now. Uh, that's a really exciting thing uh, to pair with this offense that you think is finally going to be fixed. So, uh, you know, you're going to hear about the locker room stuff, and I don't know how much that is. Uh, his antics off on the field uh, are, are more worrisome to me. But I, I mean, I think that's just kind of the the style of player he is he's just a little bit a little bit of a dirty guy uh but that's honestly what i want out of my defensive tackle uh but yeah i'm all for it i don't see a negative to it uh if he if john robinson thinks this is the piece that he needs to go get go get it yeah absolutely i mean and i think that's probably the point that we're at and i can't remember if hutton said it on our show or if i heard it heard him say it on the midday 180 but you know sue just screams a, a one or two year deal guy um, you know, he's made a ton of money. Um, so, I mean, that's not – I don't think that has to be the only thing that he's that he's thinking about at this point. Uh, you know, and, and again, we expect them to get Lawan's deal done before the season. So, I mean, right now, Lawan, if he plays under his fifth-year option, which is what he would do if, if nothing changes, it's like a $9 million cap number uh, this year. You're, that's going to go up a little bit when, when, they, when he signs a deal. But I mean, you know, I don't know, four or five million, depending on how they structure the deal. So you've still got another another year before you have to you have to re-sign Marcus Mariota. I mean, technically, you don't even have to re-sign him next offseason either because he can play under his fifth-year deal. But if you can find a way to you know sign Sue to a two-year deal, but basically make it to where it's like a one-year deal, kind of a prove-it thing. Um, you know, give, give him all the money in in eighteen, and just kind of see where it goes from there. That this is this is the year right here where the Titans are going to have the most cap flexibility that they're going to have for a while. Because, like we said, you got Luan coming up, you got Mariota coming up, you got Bayard, you got Conklin. I mean, you know, you've, you've got some guys that that you're going to need to pay. You're going to want to pay. It's a, it's a good problem to have. But it's, it's something that the Titans haven't had to deal with. This is the last year, more than likely, where you don't have the quarterback. Well, this is this is the last year where you don't have the quarterback eating up a huge chunk of your salary cap. Because, like I said, even if you even if Mariota plays under his fifth year option in 2019, that's still a big number. So, if, like you said, if you can kind of push all your chips in the middle of the table for this one year, if you can get him to, if you can get Sue to agree to something like that. I mean, you know, I, I think it makes a ton of sense. 
like you said, you, you, it makes everybody better. You can never have enough pass rushers. If they and then if they draft a pass rusher at twenty five, if a Harold Landry falls or you know whatever it may be, whoever, whoever they can find there, then you could be talking about an elite defense. I mean, then your weak link is what Jonathan Cyprian, and surely you can hide him, right? Um, if you've got all, all those corners and you got Bayard and you got all those pass rushers, so. I'm all for it, uh, you know. And and again, if you follow if you follow me on Twitter, you know that most of the time I'm the one out there poo pooing Richard Sherman, Jordy Nelson. I mean, all these guys that 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 are late in their career that become available that everybody wants signs to go sign because they've heard of them. But Sue's different. He's a, he's a guy that can come in and can impact the game on every snap that he's in there. And you, you don't have to worry about his burst or anything like that. I mean, yeah, he's he's older, but he's still got life left. He, he's still an effective player. He's still a guy that offensive coordinators have to worry about in every single play. So if you can if you can get something done that makes sense for you cap wise, I think you do whatever you can to make that happen. And he's still thirty one. Yeah, I feel like he should be older, but he's still thirty one, still playing at a really high level. Yeah, you know, I've seen. Uh, the talk around Twitter is uh, he's getting older and his play is falling off. You talk to people in Miami, and he's been the stud that he's always been. Uh, they think that they got the best years out of him. Uh, so you talk about signing a 31-year-old Indomitian Sioux to a one- or two- or three-year deal. Uh, you're still getting three of the best years of his career, potentially. Uh, and that's he just seems like a guy that's going to want to get paid again. So I could see him totally taking a one or two year deal, uh, and just kind of figuring out what he wants to do. But yeah, I'm totally with you. I am not pro free agent guy. I don't think it's the way to win football games and sustain success. But how often is a difference maker like Indomitian Sue on the market? Uh, so so that's kind of where I'm at. I'd go for it. Like you said, this is the final year. They won't have Marcus Mariota making uh, twenty million dollars. Uh, and at least in killing your cap number. So uh, why not? That, that's honestly where I'm at. Why not go make a run at Sue, uh, go all in, make this defense potentially one of the best in the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll keep an eye on all that. Um, hopefully we'll have something fun to report. Uh, you know, schedule-wise, we'll this will be it for this week. And now, unless they get a deal done with Sue, we'll probably hop on and, and record something real quick, just kind of talk about that. Um, especially if we get contract numbers and all that kind of stuff, so we can just just break all that down. But if not, um, we'll be back next week recapping the things that that have transpired in, in the next three or four days. And again, I expect it to slow down a little bit um, after this, you know, for this initial rush. Again, it seems like we kind of had waves one and two combined this year. I think you'll you'll start to see the breaks we signed a little bit and some of these guys finding different deals. I mean, like Curtis Riley tonight uh, signed with the Giants, or today at some point apparently signed with the Giants. Um, and so that's a guy that, you know, in the past you wouldn't see him signing a deal in free agency until like, you know, the the second week. But things have just been accelerated so much this year that, that that's already happening, and we're less than you know 48 hours into the official free agency period. So anyway, we'll keep an eye on all that. Uh, again, check out musicmiracles.com. Between now and then, we'll have everything updated, and you can follow us on Twitter at jmorrismcm at tlambertfb at locked on titan. So uh, check us out there, and again, subscribe to the, to the podcast so you get the newest episodes when they are available. 
So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening to Locked On Titans, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.